was Explorer 2121 by Sonic Gap from his most recent release, uh, the album Colonizer, that came out September 3rd. All right. My name is Karin Zoe Lee, and you're listening to Night Ride FM. And tonight I have a guest, a local guest, local to me. He's from Seattle, just like me. User will be back on my show to talk about his new album, Dreams and Nightmares. But first, I'm going to get the West Coast caught up on the new releases. I got this submission from Tarouz. This is a track called Big Boy Games. Too many pursuits, yeah, for the rest of your life Found you up, 
Big Boy Games by Tarot's. Coming up next, we have one from Neon Highway. This is a track called Headlights.
That was Headlights by Neon Highway. Absolutely beautiful submission. Had to hear that again. Coming up next, the boys of summer have done it again. Max Parker has released his album Outsider, and he has a collab on there with System Glitch. This is Ain't Enough.
is Ain't Enough by Max Parker and System Glitch. Check out Max Parker's brand new album, Outsider. Coming up next, I have one from Space Force. He released uh, Sunset Sky last year, and this is a track called Space Tourist. Space Tourist by Space Force from his 2020 release, Sunset Sky. Coming up next, we have a brand new Aztec artist, Saint Innocent, with their debut single, Midlife.
That was Midlife by Saint Innocent. That's a brand new artist with Aztec. All right, we got a new single from Darfolds. This is Running with the Butterflies. Stop chasing me. I can see the devil in your eyes. So don't follow me. Cause I've been running with the butterflies. We stayed up all night You were the girl that was good to me But in the deep moonlight I saw the signs I didn't want to see So now you know Your colors show So will you just let me go Stop chasing me Cause I can see the devil in your eyes So don't follow me Cause I've been running with the butterflies I gotta lay down low I see a shadow creeping up on me Just let me go Stop chasing me Cause I can see the devil in your eyes So don't follow me Cause I've been running with the butterflies With Running with the Butterflies by Darfolds. Absolutely beautiful. His sound is timeless. I tell you what, Darfolds, I'll, uh, I'll stop chasing you when you stop writing songs about me. <laughs> Coming up next, I want to play a song from A Dollar Underwater that I have not aired on Night Ride yet. Have I? I don't think I have. This is one that they wrote last year. This is Disappear Here. Thank you. 
That was Disappear Here by A Dollar Underwater, who's joined us in IRC. Go uh, find him and shower him in praise. <laughs> Let's change the vibe in here a little before we bring our guest out. Uh, Defender 5 has a new single out that I picked up on Bandcamp. This is Reality Slicer. <laughs> was reality slicer by defender five he's uh, also wolftron and another one of my locals but uh, before i bring user out uh, i have one more track for you this is annie featuring midnight hi-fi on running to you but this is the alan zacks remix
was Running to You by Annie featuring Midnight Hi-Fi. This was the Alan Zacks remix. And now it is time for my guest of the hour. Uh, but first I'm going to play you this epic track from his brand new release, Dreams and Nightmares. This is User with Start a War. Everybody's got a war 
And that was Start a War by User from his new album Dreams and Nightmares that was released on the 17th on all streaming platforms. User, hello. Hey, what's up? Where can we find this album right now? I have it on Spotify. So. It's uh, streaming on all major platforms. I am lazy and I haven't put it up on Bandcamp yet, but I will get to it. But yeah, you can basically listen to it for free, like everywhere. Sweet. Dreams and Nightmares. So what is that about? I mean, obviously, yeah. this is about the pandemic. If you haven't heard the album yet, basically, it's like this. I was just hitting my stride in 2019. I went on tour for the first time. I was feeling really good. And while I was on tour, the pandemic happened. So I had to come home. And then, you know, six months goes by and all of a sudden um, the protests started. Right. And mm -hmm. then during that, you know, I lived right next to the protests. So it was like right up in my face. And, and then right after that, we had the big wildfires on the West Coast. And so we basically didn't get to come back outside for like a year and a half. And, uh, you know, like during that period, like people were losing their homes, people were losing their jobs, losing their spouses. And just it just felt like a very dark period for everybody. And it was one of those things where like as a musician and I heard from so many different musicians about how they were just on the precipice of something great. And then all of a sudden everything just came crashing down because of all of these events and yeah. um and so this album really was the journey of going through like pure optimism to an abrupt halt and finding yourself in a chaotic world without joy and then struggling to kind of like live through that and like find find your inner joy despite all of that and that's basically what dreams and nightmares is about it's very autobiographical but i'm sure that everyone in this world has things on this record that feels exactly like what they went through because it's very very raw yeah absolutely no i remember when alexa play okay computer came out mm. not not only was that you know you chuckle a little bit at the title but it's extremely relatable yeah just in mood and and the lyrics if even if i can't hear what you're saying just that feeling it's like yeah that's how we yeah. feel going through submissions sometimes. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's, yeah, the opening line of that. What is it? Um, can't go outside to these smoky skies. Got to stay inside my room. Pandemic is starting. Fires are fighting. Hope it's over soon. Something like that. But basically, we were writing that, when I was writing that song, like, I had just spent a whole month, like, just listening to that Radiohead record over and over again every morning, trying to find some peace. It was so stressful during that period. And like, at the same time, I was like exploring with a lot of like technology driven like music concepts. And one of the things that I wanted to do is like AI and music and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, living in Seattle, there's like, we're in the land of, of Amazon, Amazon Mecca, right? And so everyone's gotten a, a device in their home. And um, I thought it would be funny if I made a song name that had the actual voice command in it because like I just kind of wasn't sure what to expect and you know maybe I was gonna get like a cease and desist maybe I was gonna get it rejected from the stores who knows right and so it was as much of a hacky experiment as it was an actual song about you know us trying to like get back to the basics and you know listen to something calming and soothing from like a, a better time that that song and like six other songs were released as singles through the pandemic and I noticed after a while that they were like these little time capsules right like when you listen to them it's like exactly what it felt like in that moment because that's all I could think about and so like I had like six or seven of these and I decided that I was just like well this is like almost as it is a story just because of the vibe of these tracks I was like what if I actually filled in the blanks with like other music and then like uh, spoken word sections that kind of told the story and it's like all of a sudden it went from 14 painful months of like slow writing to four months of just extreme speed where I was like wrapping up every little thing and just getting all of this stuff done and re-recording stuff and then next thing you know we were like putting it out and uh I'm happy it's behind me but I do think it is my best work you know I I have to agree I really like this album a, a lot um the songs are extremely deep and I think well a lot of people might have hit a creative rut because of this uh, a lot of people you know were thrown in the other direction they weren't yeah. feeling good but it was they hit some kind of i don't know if it's cabin fever or what yeah i know what you mean i know what you mean and it's like 
like when I was asking people, you know, online, like who here, like raise a show of hands, like who here felt like they were on the verge of something great and then had the brakes pumped on them super hard. And now like you struggle to even find meaning in what you're doing. And everybody's like, oh my God, yes, like so much, right? And what's so fascinating about that is, is that it seems like all of us had that same experience. And even I, during this whole time felt like I couldn't write a lick of music and I, I've, I felt so unimportant. Like what, what, you know, what do my songs even mean in this era? Like it's stupid and useless and I'm not going to do anything. And so I just felt like giving up and blah, blah, blah. And next thing you know, I just realized that if I just simply told the story, I didn't even have to embellish it. If I just told the story and wrote music around it, like it was so just sitting there waiting to be expressed. You know, like I have a, I have a kind of a belief that like when you write songs about things that are true in your life, it's easy. But when you write things about not true subjects like if you're trying to make up a feeling or make up a story it's really hard because like it doesn't feel genuine and everything you think of feels wrong right and so like I tend to lean into just brutal honesty in my songs just because it feels so much easier to write and um, more genuine I think you know mm -hmm. and so it's kind of like if you you know think of like Bo Burnham's like classic uh, song about country music pandering I'm pandering <laughs> I got a blue jeans, a pickup truck, a sexy girl, and days of dukes, and a cold beer. You know, like that's a just scarecrow. Like, you know, just like yeah, that's a scarecrow again. Damn it, it's <laughs> that fucking scarecrow. That's the thing is that like. Like, that's exactly what's so hard about making shit up is that, like, if you want to have originality, you can't just list off the things that are of your genre. It just doesn't work. It's just dumb, right? It's not mm -hmm. genuine. But on the other hand, if you talk about the things that are actually happening in your life or you're too literal, that, that can be off-putting. But, like, at the end of the day, like, if you are honest, then chances are you will say something that someone else is feeling, but they didn't have the words to express. And all of a sudden you've been, you've provided them a way to have catharsis, right? A way for them to heal. And uh, mm -hmm. that's such a, like an unintended consequence of writing music, but it's so, it's so um, important to just like be honest, I think for that reason. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're not honest, you don't really have a chance of hitting that deep. You know, if it didn't come yeah. from somewhere deep, you're not gonna <laughs> touch your audience deeply. Yeah, you know, some people are good at it. Some people are good at it. I remember, um, remember when uh, the Midnight had their um, remix competition. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know if you remember this, but my submission to that was just me singing a whole new verse in the beginning of the song. Like, <laughs> I like added lyrics to it, right? And I sang a whole like section, like as an intro to the song. And it was a song, the mon the song called Monsters. And it's so interesting because when I heard that song. It sounded to me like a couple going through love and then going through divorce, right? And mm -hmm. as a married person myself, like I've had ups and downs in my relationships, like, and there have been moments where like, we were just like, damn, like, are we gonna make it? You know, like not often, but it's happened, right? And it's one of those things where like that song struck a nerve to me. And I was just like, I would really love to add a line to this and just sing this this A section on this. However, I don't know if it's gonna be disrespectful to the song because it sounds to me like it could have been about somebody's like divorce or something. And, and I was like, I'm gonna send him a message and just ask him. Mm. I'm like, hey, um, I didn't wanna give it all away that I was gonna add another verse, but I was just like, hey, like, would you mind telling me a bit of what this song is about? And he said, oh, uh, it was just part of a writing exercise where I like had picked some like tarot cards out of a deck. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess that means I'm not gonna offend you by singing another line in the song but it was like really interesting to me because i could never do that effectively because i'm not any good at it <laughs> like maybe as like an experienced writer who's written a thousand songs or something like that maybe is how you got to do it but I, I i don't think i'm capable of writing a, a song that is good if i don't if it didn't happen to me <laughs> you know what i mean mm -hmm. i don't know so that was just an interesting thing that i was just like oh wow i think uh maybe consistency and being genuine yeah. Or relating to what it is you're writing about, even if it's not a specific event. Yeah, I think I'm guilty of being like way more literal about things than other people, maybe. So it's possible to not even say something outright, but still be bringing in your experiences as influences. But yeah, I don't know. I'm still painting in primary colors. I'm not very subtle. <laughs> <laughs> I, I personally find that more relatable. There's some artists that are uh, extremely poetic and abstract. They set a mood and a feeling that you're like, yeah, I've been here before, but you don't necessarily feel uh, as close to them as 
humans, I guess, if that makes oh, sense. Oh, yeah, totally. I totally get you. I agree. Can't go outside to the smoky skies. Gotta stay inside my room. Pandemic fighting, fires are lighting. Hope it's over soon. Reminiscing about the good old days. Walking around my block. Just nodding my head to where your head and vibing while I walk. open with uh, start a war well so if you think about the album from a storyline perspective like one of the things that was so central to this entire experience was you know when the george floyd killing happened and then protests erupted all over the united states and even beyond and in particular in seattle i live in downtown seattle there were just enormous groups of people out for probably two to three months straight just protesting nonstop. and um i saw some really wild shit like i remember walking down the street and some angry uh i'm gonna assume like an angry right wing person tried to run over a bunch of people in the street and i remember like calling the cops and reporting that and just like looking in that guy's eyes as he sped off and i remembered people marching in front of my house and i remembered my friends who lived closer to the action they were like there's tear gas in my living room and i remember like people just being so adamant that this is like a once in a generation thing that we need to like be fighting for racial justice right and like all of that and that's a very righteous cause i totally believe in that but it was just one of those things where it was like people were so angry and it was so widespread and pervasive and obviously the president at the time was just like happy to throw gasoline on the fire which was not helping and then i remembered people on the other side who were like you know anti-blm or like you know the capital protesters or whatever like even they felt the same way in the sense that they felt like they were fighting a righteous war and it was like time to rise up and dot 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 right and so if you notice the song isn't really taking a side it's just saying from their perspective everybody start a war start a war and um the lyric there um everybody start a war don't let them get you down everybody start a war Got, gotta get up from the ground right so like it's just like this chant kind of thing and um it's really inspired by like a cephalstein and like daft punk and it's just like really dark and there's lots of like feelings of like sirens and marching and that's just the essence of the track but like that song i think um from a from a stylistic and from a just like the meaning of the song, I feel like encapsulates like a whole third of the album because like all of the other things that were happening, like the on and on song, which is about like, you know, the dark, 
darkness in the news and then Alexa play okay computer which is about trying to find peace amongst all of that stuff like start a war is like the centerpiece of all of those storylines because it was the thing that happened for like three months straight so yeah I think like that's a perfect representation of what this album's like actually about so that's why we opened with it I love that so you have a unique perspective because she had a front row seat <laughs> to this particular climactic point in this 2020 nightmare yeah Definitely. Too close for comfort. And, you know, I'm not going to make it seem like, you know, my situation was bad or anything. Like, I was safe, obviously, but, like, it was just traumatizing for the city because, like, nobody knew where this would end and, like, how far it would escalate. We didn't know if people were going to start dying in droves. We didn't know if people were going to start, like, burning down buildings. We didn't know what to expect, and it just seemed to getting keep getting worse because, like, different, like, warring tribes kept showing up to fight with each other, right? And it just, like, you know, you don't know where it's going to end. And after two, three months straight of that, every time we would be, like, going to bed, and we would hear a bang in the night or we would hear like a thousand people's voices like right outside coming back my wife and I would pick up Twitter and just like tap Seattle protest on the hashtags and like just see what happened in the last five minutes and more often than not it was like people marching right by our place like we live next to a police station right so there's lots of shit happening out there and it was like to the minute I felt like everything was just like happening so fast, but so slow at the same time. Sorry, I'm like talking your ear off. No, it's great. You know, because I I only knew what I could get on the on the internet because I you know I live on on the outskirts in, in Allentown and um, I was home with my I guess it was three at the time. Yeah, home with my three year old. And I I didn't want to take him out certain places, so I stayed home. As oh yeah, know, that was wise. Doing yeah, and like I was of course I was curious, but it it was a war zone. You don't just go poking around a war zone. Oh yeah, no, with it's... You, especially with your kid in tow. No. Oh dude, I mean we all saw that video. Or oh, maybe all of us saw that video. There was like in the very beginning of the protests in Seattle, there was a girl who was like with her dad, and the girl was like seven years old. She was like very young, uh, and. Yeah. Um, and the cops like maced her and directly in her mm -hmm. face like at point blank range and like and I remembered feeling like oh that's horrifying like why would a, an adult ever do that to a child and then I also remembered that like this is exactly what happens every single time there's a protest in Seattle why would you bring your seven-year-old to that you know what I mean like I had like mm -hmm. these conflicting feelings I'm like yeah like this is part of history and you do need to fight however like you have a duty to protect your child part of that means like not putting them in harm's way which clearly a giant meltdown of the city is just yeah. that it's harm's way <laughs> you know <laughs> i was like oh my god so you know things like that happening and then like obviously a lot of the people in the city react even more like the cops are monsters they did this and so like that just continues to spiral and it's like it's pretty fucking crazy a few months yeah i didn't I didn't leave the house. I didn't take my kid out. <laughs> I was afraid to go anywhere. I mean, there was a pandemic too. I do actually wonder mm -hmm. if the pandemic itself, you know, having caused so many people to not be able to work, was that the perfect storm? Like, was there sudden availability the reason? Was that the gasoline that like really sparked all of this? Because like, obviously we've had many, many situations in the past where, you know, there's been like police brutality or some kind of like horrific thing has happened to somebody at the hands of the cops and then all of a sudden you know it's viral on youtube or something but nationwide protests that last multiple months don't happen usually and so i was i was thinking like maybe it was just because everybody suddenly had this free time with the pandemic like wrecking the job market you know like what made this unique it's just hard to say because like usually things don't get that crazy that quickly yeah People are home, available to protest. Yeah. Already upset about yeah, everything going ten, on. Maybe ten other things. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, my parents are musicians for a living, right? And so, like, during the, during the pandemic, it's basically been, like, no work, right? And so, like, that's definitely impacted my family. I'm very fortunate because, like, I accidentally ended up in the tech industry when I was in my early 20s. And so, like, I'm sort of insulated at the moment. But growing up like through all the other bad moments in, in our economy and stuff like this, like we've been deeply impacted by like money things. And so it's like, it's scary to watch 
when it's not just small groups of people with unique jobs, but rather just like everybody. Musicians, like they know how to hustle and like make make ends meet and things like if things aren't flowing. But like those who have like relied on a steady paycheck and like a corporate job their whole lives, like they may not have that comfort with like hustling. And um, I think it was pretty scary for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, they don't have that that backup plan. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's what the record's about. Um, but the interesting thing is if you listen to it from like a few different sections, right? The first section is like the optimism period. That's all like 2019. So it's like Oasis, Ballad of the Come Up, Automatic Feelings, Visions. Yeah, all the fun stuff. It sounds like stuff you would play at a club, right? It's the mm -hmm. type of things that I was playing when I was on tour and it was like fun. And then, you know, uh, 2020 from Dream to Nightmare happens. That goes into the play computer, start a war, on and on, broken, you know, things like that. And next thing you know, after a year goes by, you know, trying to find your inner voice, your past voice, your past joy, but in this whole new context. It sounds a lot like delirium and it sounds a lot like, you know, ethereal kind of creativity, right? And so like what ended up happening was is that I wrote Supernatural, Colors, Everybody Move Your Body, Dying From Your Love, like all these songs that just feel really spaced out. It's because like that like that yearning for escapism kind of came out through the music, I think, and it ended up feeling a bit psychedelic. And so I think like Everybody Move Your Body is like a really good example of that. It's like where you're, it's like a depressed dance mix. <laughs> It's slow motion. It's like, but it feels like vibey and psychedelic in the sense that like, it's, it's like if 